How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Wow. It shouldn't take this long. It shouldn't take this long. It shouldn't take this long. Welcome to the Weekend Update with Dave Dufour and Keith Parrish. Every Monday on The Athletic NBA Show. It did the same thing to me that it's intended to do to work. Ding, ding! I have access to information wow. that the public doesn't. Welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Dave DeFore here with Keith Parrish for your weekend update. Coming up, the Spurs play a little spoiler. The Lakers control their own destiny somehow. And the Warriors can't win on the road even when the Joker sits down. Before we start, don't forget you can get this pod with no ads by subscribing at theathletic.com slash NBA show. Keith, we're starting in Atlanta with a huge game for the Dallas Mavericks. There's so many games on Sunday. And maybe no bigger game than this one because it may have been the nail in the coffin for the Dallas Mavericks season and their playoff hopes. Trey Young leads the Atlanta Hawks over to the Dallas Mavericks in overtime, 132 to 130. And we're going to start right at the finish. Kyrie Irving called for a foul on Trey Young and Trey Young's free throws just seal the deal for, for the Hawks. And, and it's a tough loss for the Mavericks, but. They were lucky to even be in overtime. It was a wild Sunday, Dave. First of all, I'm exhausted. Second of all, this game. 13 feels games, like man. It happened days ago. We're like, we're going to start with the Hawks. That was oh, that was today. That was so many games ago. No, it was a, another crushing loss for the Mavericks. They are now 4-11 and 11 with Luka and Kyrie. And every game has been close virtually. They just can't pull out a close game, which doesn't make any sense on paper to me because they have the two best maybe half-court creators or two of the best half-court creators at the very least. And, um, yeah, they get a couple bad calls. They get some funny business on some alley-oops. I mean, the end of the regulation, you had Christian Wood driving to the bucket, getting a foul. He splits his free throws. The ball gets knocked out of bound. There's four-tenths of a second left. Uh, they throw an alley-oop. There's a foul on JaVale McGee, their marquee free agent acquisition of the offseason he makes one out of two to send it to overtime but then again like you said it came down to maybe a incorrect call against Kyrie um it looked like the referee the referee's doing the arms like it's an offensive foul like he's gonna call it an illegal screen and then he changes his mind I I frankly I've lost track of what the NBA's rules are now this season has broken me for knowing exactly what they're supposed to call but he decided no no that's a foul on Kyrie so Trey goes to the line, and um, the Hawks stay within a game of 500 for what two? That's two months straight now. <laughs> they failed to get more than incredible. one game. It's an unbelievable streak. You'll never see anything like it. It's literally an unprecedented streak in the NBA. Never being more than one game from 500. Uh, mediocre defined. The Hawks get the home win, and the Mavericks. That's it, basically. Like now they have to get lots of help, not to make the playoffs, to make the play in. They need lots of help to make the play in. Yeah, the, the playoffs all but lost for them and, and likely the play in at this point. They're a full game behind the Thunder who lost to the Suns, and we'll get to that. But back to this game, 41 points from Kyrie Irving, yeah. 22 points from Luka Doncic, a rough shooting night for Luka, only 3 of 12 from, from 3. But the story here, man, is defense. And, you know, you say, I don't know how they can't win when they have these two guys, but that is exactly the reason. Why they can't win. If you can't get stops, it's really hard to get a win. 
And Atlanta, yeah. say what they will, say what you will. Occasionally they do play defense. Like occasionally defensive things happen. And for the Mavericks, it just it just seems so few and far between when you actually get a defensive play. Yeah, they just they're a sieve. Like everyone drives, everyone like if if you play the Mavs and like you're a big guy in the dunker spot, you're gonna feast. Because it's, it's, your guards are going to drive, the Mavs are going to collapse, and there's going to be someone like wide open. You're, you're going to be wide open. They're going to dump it off to you. You're going to easy bucket. Like, the, I don't know if last year was just a mirage. I don't feel like the roster changeover is that extreme. I, like as a podcaster, feel like I have to overemphasize the contributions of Dorian Finney-Smith at times. And like secretly in my heart, I'm like, he's probably not that important, guys. Like It's probably more important to get a Kyrie. But like since losing Dorian Finney-Smith, they're so bad at defense, and this was a team that was awesome at defense last year. And maybe they've started tuning out Jason Kidd. Maybe like they played, they got out. I don't know. They played over their head last year and exceeded their talent collectively somehow on the defensive end. But for whatever reason, the the wheels are coming off the wagon for the Dallas Mavericks, and it's been a a really horrible post trade deadline uh, for the Mavs. Yeah. Meanwhile, Dorian Finney-Smith did pick up a win on Sunday with the Nets. So, yeah. you know, I mean, I don't know. I think his season's actually going a little bit better than the Mavs. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to that other big game that happened today, the Thunder. Uh, the the Suns came into town for them. Suns pick up another win, 128-118. The big news from this one, in my opinion, is Kevin Durant. Looks like Kevin Durant scored 35 points. End of this game, It was there was a, you know, there, the Suns trying to run down clock. And Devin Booker swings the ball. To Chris Paul, who's dribbling down, defense comes over, and he swings the ball to a completely wide open Kevin Durant, who just cashes in a three. And all I could think of, Keith, was, "Oh shit, the Suns are doing this." You think so? Doing Kevin Durant, like, like what? Kevin, Kevin Durant, Durant had an so MVP good. level, and you've got—I mean, listen—you've got Chris Paul's experience. He's—I just think that Chris Paul's going to be able to be healthy. Because this will be the least that's ever been asked of him. The, the, that, the, that might be true. I feel like we collectively, there haven't been that many games with Kevin Durant playing on the Suns. But every time he plays well, which is it's frequently because he's Kevin Durant, we're like, oh my goodness. And then the games where he like isn't as good, we're like, this team relies a lot on TJ Warren and Terrence Ross. And, and so I, I don't know which it is yet. And I don't, I still don't think they're like necessarily the favorites over, say, the Nuggets. But maybe it just goes to the fact that, of course, as everyone has rightly observed, the West is wide open in the playoffs, and lots of teams have a solid chance. Yes, Kevin Durant is incredible. This win over the Thunder isn't going to be the thing that that sways me, though. It was, of course, one of the games on Sunday where both teams probably wanted to win, which was the, uh, again, viewing guide for Sunday – which is a matchup of two teams that both are desperately trying to win. There weren't actually that many. And so this one was one of those, the Thunder trying to keep pace um, in the play-in. Luckily, they the Mavs lost for them. But uh, the Suns come through, and it is, once again, terrifying Kevin Durant, you know, looking like he's at peak of powers. Yeah, and let's talk about the Thunder. 39 points for Shea Gilgis-Alexander, 17 of 17 from the free throw line. I, I wonder what the early lines will be for him winning MVP next season. The guy's going to put up crazy numbers, and I think the Thunder are going to be pretty good. But they're getting a little bit flat down the stretch, Keith. They they had that great 8-2 and two run. Um, it does seem like they've kind of hit a little bit of a wall in the last week, 10 days. And I wonder, if is this just a youth thing, you think? This is actually 
the latest competitive basketball that some of these guys have played. You know, you're getting yeah, up 75 I, games for most of these guys. I think, so. I think hit a wall kind of accurately describes what I'm seeing. I mean, they, they had to basically, they had a buzzer beater to beat the Pistons. And then their, their only win before that was against the Blazers. And, like, they've been losing uh, to teams they shouldn't lose to. They lost to a Indiana Pacers squad, which is starting guys that many of you have never heard of. And, like, the Thunder, this cynical me thinks, oh, they're, they would rather have a 7% chance at being uh, <laughs> at getting a top four pick. And, and they, they decided they don't actually want to be in the play-in. But, unfortunately, the Mavericks keep losing. And it's impossible to catch a team behind you in the standings if they refuse to win. The reverse standings, that is. So, I don't know. I, I do think the Thunder, I don't think they're they're giving these games away. And they're like they're playing their guys. It's just, maybe it is. They're hitting a wall, and they're no longer look like the quickest, sharpest, most crisp team out there. Uh, they're, they're struggling recently, and maybe it is just the end of the season. It's wearing on, on these young guys. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful designed objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son Evan continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. Well, speaking of hitting a wall, the Sacramento Kings hit a wall on their path to clinching the Pacific Division title. The San Antonio Spurs came to town, took them to overtime, and pick up a win thanks to 30 points from Doug McDermott, 22 in the fourth Doug quarter in overtime. And, I mean, a little bit of just a, man, delayed gratification for the Kings fans. So the Suns win and the Kings loss means that the Kings still, their magic number to clinch the Pacific Division is still one game, and this is just a tough loss for them. But, hey, this happens. 47 wins for the Kings so far. It's a tough loss for the Kings specifically because they haven't been elite at home, and you kind of think maybe they would be. Also, they had a chance to gain on the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies had a weird game against the Bulls, another one of the couple games where both teams were trying to win um, on Sunday. The Grizzlies were up by 23 and ended up losing by 21. So there was an opportunity for the Kings to catch a game on the Grizzlies in the chase for the two seed. And you you look at the schedule. You say, hey, we're playing the Spurs. Good. Uh, they're tanking. It's not going to be that big of an issue. But um, they couldn't get stops. I think they really missed Malik Monk in this game. Like, that's maybe one, the extra spark that could have put him over the top. But uh, it's a, maybe, I don't want to say concerning because it is, it's April and things start getting weird. Very, very weird. And similarly, we had the Trailblazers beat the Timberwolves, a huge loss for the Timberwolves. We had, I believe ESPN Stats and Information said this is the first time since we've had the data tracked that two underdogs of 15 points or greater won on the same day. So weird things happen, and the Kings unfortunately lose what would have been a, a good chance to gain ground on the Grizzlies, much like the, much like the Timberwolves um, have a crushing loss 
uh, and fall back in the play-in standings. Yeah, I mean, look, man, I wish I had a time machine and was a gambler. I would have gone back in time, a little bit of Back to the Future 2 action, put put a little bit of money on uh, the Spurs and Blazers today. <laughs> I'm just uh, saying if you parlayed them, it paid out uh, about 125 to 1, if you know anyone who did that. That's pretty good. Uh, and speaking of teams that should have won, the Warriors just can't win on the road. 9-30 no. and 30 on the road. They lose in Denver, 112 to 110 to the Jokicless Nuggets. And by the way, the story was Peyton Watson in this game. He was flying all over the place, had three blocks. I'm pretty sure he blocked a Steph Curry three toward Peyton the end Watson of this game. Was delightful. What did I say? Oh, I said delightful. What did oh, you say? I thought you I thought you were correct. <laughs> no, no. I'm I'm complimenting Peyton Watson. Extremely exciting, extremely fun. And I mean, kudos to the Warriors for making this a, a thrilling finish. Like they were done. They scored the final nine points and then had a shot, had multiple shots to win the game. A Clay Thompson wide open three end. after he had hit yeah. a ridiculous three to bring the Warriors within two, and he misses a wide open three. On, on a great pass from Steph Curry. I mean, he, you know, he, he lofted the ball over the double team right to Klay Thompson. He had a really good look at it. Uh, his next shot, uh, right as the buzzer was coming, was blocked by Jamal Murray. A great play by yeah. him. I actually thought down the stretch of this game, Jamal Murray took it over offensively, but he also showed up on the defensive end. Had a good tie-up block on Draymond Green as well to, to force a jump ball, which the Nuggets wound up getting the possession there. And, and you know, look, this is another bad loss for the Warriors, and, and we can kind of talk about their mindset heading into the playoffs and how sloppy they look and how much, you know, they miss Andrew Wiggins. That's the the real deal here. They really miss Andrew Wiggins. But I think the story is that maybe we've been underselling the Nuggets a little bit, minus I, Jokic. And I, I'm I not saying know, that they man. didn't just catch a team that comes <laughs> in nuggets, flat on the road. But the wait Nuggets a second. without Jokic are bad. They, they tonight. I thought that they showed some stuff that I didn't realize they had. I mean, again, Jamal Murray taking over down the stretch. That's that's usually uh, Nikola Jokic's job. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. I think this is good. This is good playoff reps for this team. And I'm not saying that they're resting him, you know, for that reason. I mean, he's got a calf issue and is day to day. He hope- doesn't. Dave, <laughs> he doesn't have a calf issue. Like, he doesn't listen, have a calf like, I to, issue. I gotta play the this Nuggets straight are the here, one right? seed. I play they're, this rest, straight they're resting Jokic. They're bored <laughs> of the MVP conversation. They're shutting it down. Uh, Giannis and Embiid played. Who cares? We're moving on. No one's talking about the MVP conversation. Keith, um, Keith Paris yeah. breaking kayfabe on, on WrestleMania Sunday. I it's am, just sacrilegious. I, am. Uh, uh, I will say Michael Porter Jr. seemed to enjoy maybe no Jokic because he had a huge game. Plenty of shots from Michael Porter Jr. Um, this game... You're not going to often see what Steph and Clay combined for 39 misses. 39 misses. That Warriors is were 9 wild. for 42. 9 yeah. for 42 for the Golden State Warriors. And by the way, the Nuggets 9 for 33. It wasn't like the the Nuggets shot the lights out in this I mean game. it's I mean, I mean no one yeah, the, those are the whole team numbers for the, uh, three point shooting for the Warriors, but 7 for 30 for 3 for Steph and Clay combined. And that's including one rainmaker over the backboard baseline three that went in to make it make it a two point game. Yeah, I mean, I again, I still fear the Warriors as a Grizzlies fan. I honestly wanted them to win because I want them to lock themselves into that four five what, the four five matchup. I want them to be on the other side of the bracket from my team. But now with this loss, 
It can be anybody. Everyone is so packed together, and the Warriors, like, if they don't, like, if they screw around, they're going to end up in the play-in. And that's what all these teams are stuck with right now. Except for the Los Angeles Lakers, who defeated the Houston Rockets on Sunday, 134-109, 40 points from Anthony Davis, a triple-double from LeBron James. And the Lakers now, thanks to the Warriors, Clippers, Pelicans, control their own destiny, Keith. They, If they go 4-0, and they can be the five seed. If they get a little bit of help from the Suns and somehow the Suns, you know, Kevin Durant stops playing or, you know, an alien kidnaps Devin Booker and they go one and four down the stretch. My math says the Lakers could wind up the four seed. Now that is unrealistic, but the Lakers have a realistic chance at being the five seed, which when you go back and if you were writing the story of this season, would you have predicted that a month and a half ago? No, not even less than that. I mean, not even three weeks ago. I mean, the the idea that we're in the final week of the season and it's actually, it's feasible. If your math is correct, the Lakers could have home court advantage in the first round. That is madness to me. I'll say it's just, it's, it's surprising that like, I would say it's more than likely now they're not in the play-in. Looking at the schedule, looking at the matchups, I think they rise up like I think they can catch the Clippers or the Warriors. Like, I, I'm not going to be surprised at all. I mean, they're, they're tied in the loss column with the Clippers. They're also tied with the Pelicans. We haven't mentioned the Pelicans There's yet. There's a four-way tie yeah, right now Yeah, the Pelicans have won column. seven of eight. The Pelicans are killing it. Brandon Ingram playing incredibly well. The Pelicans have risen up from, like, maybe missing the play into now. Like, they're in that conversation for, for six as well. Like, we have... We have Clippers, Lakers, Pelicans. Yeah, all 38 losses. It's so close. Um, It's going to be an incredible week. The Clippers and Lakers play this week. Um, Basically, every night is going to be um, virtually the playoffs for these teams. Because, like, one loss, you can basically ruin your whole season. And we're one week from the end of the regular season. That's right. This is it. That's right. We're done. Final sprint. Almost made it through. That's right. Well, that's going to do it for today's show, folks. Thank you guys for listening. For Keith Parrish, I'm Dave DeFore. Keith, let's get out of here. Ding, ding.